We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty is on CFB Nation, presented by Twisted T. See, this is this is uh, well, we appreciate Willie Porter, Malik. You tripping? We're not a playoff team without the transfer portal this year. Have you seen our schedule? And how are we not? That this is my thing, left. Because Willie also said, you know, Steve Angeli ain't it. Then who was that on? Forget forget Riley Leonard. Let's deal with the issue. If Steve Angeli ain't it. Then what's up with Gino Gadu? If Kenny Mitchie ain't gonna be it, what's up with what's up with Jared Parker? What's up with the recruits? Because we y'all keep going to Raleigh Leonard. We we can stay in house with this conversation. We stayed in house. And I'm gonna keep saying it. What is when is Gino Gadouli gonna earn his money? You have an evaluation problem, you have a recruiting problem, and you have a developing problem and a coaching problem. That's a problem. The program's not going anywhere. I don't care what portal quarterback you go and get. If that is at the foundation of the program. That's and until, you, until you fix that, forget Riley Leonard. Forget Sam Hartman. We have a problem. What transpired in that wide receiver room, we told you it was a problem before the season. We told you on this podcast it was dysfunction on the offensive side of the ball. We said that. We told you, hold your horses on Sam Hart. He ain't that dude. When I was when everybody was going crazy. Oh, he's going to he's getting a Heisman. Uh, this, that, and the other. We were like, relax. We don't think he's that dude. And we took our hits early. When everybody was like, see, see. And if we sat back and said, yep, here comes Ohio State, Duke, and Louisville. Let's see. And what happened? Yeah, I just but, don't like paying guys for no reason now. Man, look, dude. Nobody <laughs> hated. There's nobody no hated way. Dude. Max Dugan wasn't a dude. J.J. McCarthy isn't a dude. He's not. How is Michigan in the playoffs? But J.J. McCarthy isn't a dude. That's true. He's not. So how is Michigan in the playoffs? 
yeah, okay, Notre Dame can't recruit like Alabama. They can't recruit like Georgia. Notre Dame can recruit like uh, Michigan. So what's the problem? What, what's the problem? You know what Michigan does left? They evaluate. They can coach their butts off. They can develop their butts off. That means something. That means something. Because if you go look at the last two to three years, Notre Dame probably has out-recruited Michigan. So what's the difference? What's the difference? The quarterback got three Man, years. I don't, don't want to hear that cheat stuff. That's a, dude, you beat teams by 40 points. That cheat stuff ain't got nothing to do with that. They beat the crap out of Ohio State the same way this year as they did the previous two years without cheating. So we can stop all that cheating. I agree they cheated. I agree they need to be punished for cheating. But I'm not about to sit here and just make it seem like the only reason they were winning football games is because they were taking Polaroid of signs. That doesn't change the fact that they've developed players. Doesn't change the fact that their offensive line can line up and dominate. That ain't got nothing to do with him. That's development and coaching. Y'all, y'all have to learn how to separate the two. Period. It's not always system. No, dude. You have to be able to evaluate, recruit, and develop and coach, man. And with the dysfunction, the wide receivers were not properly being properly coached this year. They weren't. Wide receivers at Notre Dame haven't been properly coached in almost four years, maybe longer. So I don't know if Notre Dame has talent at wide receiver. I haven't seen properly coached young men. I haven't. I haven't seen developed wide receivers. Or I haven't seen a confident wide receiver. No. That that probably is the biggest. When, when's the last confident wide receiver we had? Chase didn't get confident until he went to the league. So who, who's been the last confident receiver outside of Will? Confident. Like, put me in the game. I'm Michael Floyd mentality. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
I just really believe moving forward, this is an opportunity with Riley Leonard. I'm not like the biggest fan of the move, but I'm not like the biggest detractor of the move either. This isn't a doom or gloom move. If you were going to go to the portal, it's two or three guys that were even worth the chance. He's but one of those two or three guys. What are we expecting? We know we can get any two or three guys in a portal because to any portal guy, Notre Dame is the step next step, period. That's, that's without even – come on. How much do you think we had to recruit Riley Leonard? He went to Duke. Already academic, all of that. It was just a basketball school. Mm-hmm. He the same type of academics and all that lifestyle, similar communities, except this is a football school. Mm-hmm. With bigger expectations, more on the line, bigger stage, all of that. He just seen Notre Dame play at night five games in a row. Because his game was done at noon, because you know they his dude. So it's like, what are we talking about here? Obviously, we can get anybody in that situation, but I'm not a detractor of it. I'm just saying what what's the future and the expectation? If this is a championship move. And you guaranteeing us being in that final game because of this, then okay, it makes sense. Anything else other than that, I don't see the point because we can do just as good with who we paid to develop quarterbacks for the last two years to have a guy ready to get us as far as he can in this playoff system because everybody knows that those guys are young Uh and haven't played great way to transition and see if you actually have a offensive coaching staff because they got to play guys that's, that was shelved last year left does it come across does it come across as we see elite i'm not i'm not there every day you're not there every day we don't know how they view or evaluate once again this goes back to evaluation Not only with players that are not on your team, but with the players that are on your roster. You have to evaluate them as well throughout the year. See, I'm like, dude, if Steve Angeli or Kenny Minchie is the starting quarterback in 24, now the focus is really going to be on Geno Gadooli and Jared Parker. And Jared Parker, Because you have a young starter, an experienced starter. But now you go get an experienced starter – now it's like, okay. He got spotlight. a ride. He got a ride is there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really, the spotlight's not really on me. And I got a veteran now, so I don't have to coach as much. You know what I'm saying? This, look, I love to left. I don't know about you, man. Like, yo, my job and what I do in ministry, like, I, man, I love talking to kids. And, like, I love talking to kids from uh, well-to-do homes well-to-do situations, right? They have the best of the best. They go to really good schools. But I get excited when I get a chance to talk to kids from single-parent homes, from disenfranchised situations. I get more excited about talking to those young people, bro. You know, because now this is even more of a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now I feel like feel like that, that gives me the opportunity to bring the best out of me and what I'm doing. So I don't understand how 
a coaching staff wouldn't jump at the opportunity in 2024. And coach. And yo, I'm about coach. to show you I can coach. I'm about to you show keep, you I'm a good OC. They keep phoning in a friend and calling for a lifeline. And it's like just because the transfer portal is there don't mean we have to take it. And I think that's just the other uh, perspective of us evolving with college football is that, oh, we have to run it up in a transfer portal. We're in the top tier percent of teams that consistently are competitive for a championship to where we don't need transfers just because they're there. Alabama doesn't take transfers just because they're transfers. They needed receivers, they got receivers. They needed an OC, they got an OC. You see what I'm saying? They're getting positions filled. We're taking guys as if we don't have the position at all, especially in key positions. So, like you said, it's just, for me, it's hard to understand what we're trying to do. Because, like you said, if you're a good coaching staff, you're putting guys that are in the incubator you've been fostering and taking care of and haven't put out there just yet. You're excited to say, okay, this is this is me right here. I put my stamp on this one. He's ready. You can't even build that relationship with a guy that is shipped in and ready to go right now that is forced to play. You don't have no relationship. You don't know how to really coach him for real. Unnecessarily. We're not in no hot spot situation, hot seat where we're demanded to win today, the format changed, which allows us to put out on, on the field a product that can develop in season because we can stay afloat in all these games. Come on now. We're going to have a top 10 defense next year. Offensive line is going to be growing and getting better. This is a great opportunity. We got a running game. Great opportunity for a quarterback going there and show what he's been working on for two years in the system. Whether it's Kenny Minchie or Steve. Now you're trying to overhaul everything, bring in everybody new and say all of y'all are day one starters and we paid all of y'all too because I know that's that plays into it. Yeah. So we're going to run what? Something that everybody you're trying to replace knows and they don't? These guys are transfers. These guys aren't first round picks necessarily. So they need development and they need a, a lot to prove themselves. They trying to learn and all of this. And I think it's counterproductive to what Marcus Freeman is trying to build because how do you build a program when you're not living in the house you're building? You living in hotels. So when are you ever gonna go home and realize you got a nice microwave at the crib? Like you don't need to go to your neighbors you got a blender you got to you borrowing blenders when you got one so you know how it is left you know what i'm saying you're a family man now you know i'm a family man but there were days when we were single bro and trying to make it you know what i'm saying and you, you know that that next the direct deposit was like four days away all right you living out the microwave for like the next three or four days that's right whether it's ramen noodles or you know warming up hot pockets or breakfast sandwiches, whatever it is, that's fine. My problem is you keep trying to solve issues and try, instead of actually showing us that you can work with what you have. 
Right. I mean, I'll, never, I'll never know. I'll never know if you can coach. Never know. See, I have confidence in Al Golden next year, and I can say, yo, I think next year's defense can be better than why? Because now we get to see the linebackers that they recruit that are more talented in the defense. And I already, I already saw them successful with less athletic linebackers for two years. So now my expectation is now that they have more athletic linebackers, even though they're inexperienced, the ceiling is higher defensively. And they might actually, by the end of the season, they could struggle early, missed assignments, things of that nature. Young, inexperienced players getting used to playing more reps. But by the end of the year left, what we could be looking at, the ceiling of that defense, huh, yeah, it could be better than this year's defense. Offensively, we're taking a bunch of guys. The only guy we're taking with impact is Chris Mitchell, but he's coming from the American Conference. And it's interesting to see that even Bo Collins in the game at Notre Dame wasn't the reason why Clemson won. So you got to look at that too. Bo Collins wasn't the reason why Clemson won that game. Hell, I don't even think he got over five catches. <laughs> but we're bringing him in to do what? So it's, it's, we don't we don't exactly like their quarterback, but I'm just <laughs> yeah. But but even with a but he, listen, even with a great if you were a great receiver, yeah, Justin Jefferson. As much as we talk about Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson almost had two thousand yards with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and we don't put the greatness of Justin Jefferson up there with the greatness of Kirk or Kirk Cousins up there with the greatness of Justin Jefferson. But that's who was throwing in the football. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if you're that good of a receiver, you're going to make K look a little bit better. And he was getting locked up by Ben Morrison. That's all I remember. So now you put him in a situation where what, he's, what film is he going to watch to get adjusted to this year? We didn't have a receiver over 50 catches. So we got a whole new receiver coach. Stick with that, left, because you took a lot of heat from Notre Dame fans this weekend on social media because you put up a post saying that you felt like Bo Collins is pretty much a swap with Tobias Merriweather. I mean, pretty I, much. I understood. I understood what you were trying to say. Yeah, I mean, because I'm not looking at his numbers at Clemson because we don't. We're not no, Clemson. I mean. I took it as, and then you can further explain. I took it as you were saying Tobias didn't reach his potential at Notre Dame, and Bo Collins hasn't reached his potential at Cle- at Clemson. Same thing, exactly, same and they the same same type of attributes from the the size and all of that. And but we didn't. It's not like a Jordan Addison transfer. We're mm-hmm. a Belitnikoff winner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is in the portal and we snag something like that. <laughs> See now that's a transfer. You know, that or or AJ Mitchell from Georgia to that's a trans a Jermaine Burton that won the championship and then jump jumps in the portal and, and we that's a that's a transfer. We're getting guys on teams except for Chris Mitchell. But his level of competition is rising dramatically because the difference between the ACs, the American Conference and these other conferences is the secondary. 
That's the, but from a front seven, it's pretty much the same. Cause the cause the uh, the Mac conference front seven is pretty damn good. It's the it's the back end. That's what makes the difference between the American conference and the SEC is the back end. The American conference and the Big Ten is the back end. And and maybe bigger bigger, you know, ends. So Chris Mitchell's level of competition week in and week out in the, in the secondary is going to be his biggest challenge, which is obviously the challenge. But we're taking guys either that are rising to a new level of competition as opposed to making a horizontal move. Mm-hmm. Bo Collins is just, as an individual standalone, he only has 91 catches in, what, three, four years? Mm-hmm. And we can't get a guy like at least if it'd be different if we like a Chris Mitchell numbers where he's got seventy seven in one season. <laughs> so it'll be important for us to find that balance or find a way it can be impactful in that area that we need to. I see it's the thing, like you know, I see people in the chat, like, dude, this is why I try to tell people, bro. Everybody has an opinion, but the people that try to make their opinion out to be like the ironclad truth, those are the fools. You can have a thought, you can have an opinion, you can have a have a take. We can disagree. Right, Leonard is not a guarantee. Bo Collins is not a guarantee. They're just not. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. They're not. Would A.B. Mitchell be more of a guarantee? Yes. I think he, got a champion. he has a championship. And he Coach caught- Big said that Jordan Addison regressed to SC. How? How? Because he wasn't the only receiver? Kenny Pickett, you, Kenny Pickett, you see the type of quarterback he is. <laughs> he, he locks in on his receiver. Dude, he locked in on Jordan Addison, and Jordan Addison put in work. So just yeah. because he went to USC with Mike Williams and other wide receivers that can actually make plays and his stats went down, which anybody with common sense would could have told you he's not about to put up the same stats he put at Pitt. 
But if he watched the game, he was making plays, though. Yeah, he was flipping. Go watch him flip Benjamin Morrison multiple times in that matchup last year. If you think everything, if you think Benjamin Morrison is a dude, go watch the route running of Jordan Addison and how he made Benjamin Morrison look a couple of times. It's like, dude, he regressed to the point that he became a first-round pick, and when Justin Jefferson went (laughs) down, when Justin Jefferson went down, he started putting on a show. Yeah, he's a first-round It's like, dude, look. And then talking about, dude, that has nothing to do with the conversation, the fact that Notre Dame can't get those type of guys because of restrictions. That has nothing to do with the conversation. That does not erase Malik's point, which is Bo Collins ain't them in the transfer portal. That's it. He's not that impact. It don't make it regardless. Because JT and Deion Coles are going to be like, what you, what's different from you and me? Like we, Yeah, and that's fine. And it's fine. And just because somebody says, oh, Bo Bo Collins isn't going to have that type of impact, but this is what he can do. He, Bo Collins, is Tobias Merriweather. He has not lived up to expectations. They got a bunch of potential that if if he's in the right place, right time, you know, I mean, come on. That's it. I thought it was a fair. I thought Devin Butler's comments last week on Twitter about Riley Leonard were fair. And, and worthy of a conversation. And I think what you said about Bo Collins is fair and worthy of a conversation. Most people that cover Clemson would tell you he wasn't even the best receiver on their team. Yeah, it was man. Tyler Williams, the freshman. And that's Clemson people that would tell you that. So it's not like we went and got the number one dude off their squad. At least Riley Leonard is the best player on Duke. You got him. Chris Mitchell is the best receiver from Florida International. It's fair to say, you know what? Bo Collins might not be the best wide receiver at Clemson. So what we him, hope from Bo, what we hope from Bo is though, is stability. You know, he's been there, done that. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knows the importance of game situation. You know, just from a, a knowledge standpoint, he's our most veteran veteran. Mm-hmm. So that has to add some type of benefit. You know, young guys can kind of get up to speed. But is Bo Collins our number one receiver? That's my point. Yeah. Did we did we did we get a number one receiver? Did we get a bunch of receivers that can complement a number one? Yeah. But until we have a number one receiver, what is Bo Collins transfer doing for the room? That a Dion, healthy Dion couldn't, a healthy JT couldn't, you know, a healthy Jordan phase on. You know what I'm saying? Like, we got guys that are capable, but are we bringing in something that changes the room? And see, hell, I'm, look, you don't have to do. If you think we're missing the point, no, you're missing the point. Because it's fans like you that want to try and overhype Bo Collins. Like this dude is about to come in and just be the end-all, be-all. You know, we told, we said on a podcast two weeks ago that Notre Dame needs to go to port, to the portal before Chancey Stuckey got fired. We said Notre Dame needs to go to the wide receiver portal. This was before he got fired and all the transfers left. So we don't miss the point. We're very honest about what's in that room and what's going on. Yeah, and it's they're, not that we don't. It's not that we don't we need Bo Collins, or we don't appreciate the transfer. It's the impact to stop overhyping the impact 
See, we're not look. We do. We didn't over. We weren't gonna overhype Sam Hart. We're gonna no. tell you the truth. So when the article came out that Notre Dame fans got upset with it, the athletic about Sam Hartman being a tier three, tier four quarterback, Notre Dame fans was like, oh my God, how can you be a tier four quarterback throwing for 12,000 yards? Okay, when you watch the big games this year, what did you see? Like you said, Left, based upon his talent, he's a tier three, tier four quarterback. That's exactly what he is. Notre Dame's just a place where it would get exposed, man. That's it. If you're not a dude, the big stage at Notre Dame is going to expose every time. Period. Period. And it's, I mean, it's not. I'm saying it early, so when it happens, I just be like, "See, I'm not." It's just how it's shaped. You got to be literally the guy, and if you're the guy, it's it's going. Everything's going to work out. It's going to look good. But if you're not the guy, it's just the way we've been running it. Is too much on the quarterback in crucial situation. I mean, think about what we was putting Sam Hartman in in the clutch fourth and fourth and one he's got the football fourth and 16 he's got the football and we're asking him to whatever it takes to get there game season on the line riley leonard ain't never been through nothing like that this drive is for the season and it's week four what quarterbacks are going through that in the country this is week four of the season. This tells you everything you need to know. If Notre Dame fans, if Notre Dame fans are honest on that last drive against Ohio State to end everything, did you want the ball in Sam Hartman's hands or did you want the ball in Audrey Estime's hands? And that's the problem. That's the problem. You ain't got a quarterback. And in the biggest moment, you didn't even want the ball in his hands. You wanted it in the running back's hands. Tell mm -hmm. the truth. Tell the truth. Don't sit here and lie. Tell the truth. In the biggest moments, you didn't even want the ball in Sam Hartman's hands. But you went and got him out of the portal. That no. Riley Leonard needs to have the ball in his hands. If he's that dude, in the biggest moments, put the ball in his hands. If we're, still no saying, if we're still saying, get the ball to Jeremiah Love, <laughs> next year in the biggest <laughs> moments, he ain't it. <laughs> he it. ain't it. He ain't it. Period. Because we can start Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie to yeah. Malik's point and have the ball in the running back's hands in the biggest moments. We can do that with those two dudes. And, and out. if you can't win with that schedule next year where Notre Dame is the mo more talented team in every game. In every game. And maybe one game is debatable. If you can't make the playoffs in that schedule with Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie, then you got a coaching the problem. Coaches, yeah, the coaches got to get fired. Period. Then you got a coach. Like I said, we got a coaching problem. We need to have a bigger conversation. That's it. And once again. Can't hide in this schedule. No, dude. If you can't establish the foundation of an elite program, before anybody else outside the program comes in, dude, it, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. And we are a big program because look at the success of guys and where they go after us. From an administration standpoint, how we move in recruitment, from the uh, All-Americans we were able to produce, 
the things on a statistic level we're able to have, the games we're able to play. See, this is this this it, let me because I have to counter this. It, it, this estimate for sure, but we would never should have been throwing in a run the clock offense. Hey, dog, how did Washington close games against Oregon State and Washington State on fourth down? Did they give the wait a minute? Did they give the ball to Dylan Johnson or they or did Michael Penix throw the ball on third and one? fourth and one to Rome on Dunze. Miss me with that. You close games out with your best player. Caleb DeBoer put the ball in the hands of Michael Penix. Period. Yeah, it was easy, it was easy call. Period. That's it. Michigan is going to put the ball in the hands of their running back because they 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 quarterback. They're not giving it. it they're not giving it. He's I can not it. it. He's not it. So y'all miss they do, all that. Yeah. Ain't no such thing as a run the clock out situation. So you run the ball? No. You put the ball in the hands of your best player to close down. Period. That's what smart coaches do. Just miss me with that, man. I get tired of that crap, dude. We make too many excuses as a fan base, dude. I'm not about to excuse, excuse these coaches. Coach. Coach. Riley Leonard is not letting you off the hook, Jared Parker. Coach. And he ain't solving the problems either. No. He's not letting you know. Y'all not getting off the hook because y'all got some wide receivers in the portal and Riley Leonard. Nope. Coach. Coach and develop. And if nobody else is watching, I'm watching. Coach. I'm sorry, man. Y'all just got me heated with that, dude. I'm not, I'm not doing that, dude. I'm not doing that. Make excuses. Oh, it's a run-the-clock-out situation. They ain't got nothing to do with it. If they believed that Sam Hartman was a the dude, they would have thrown the ball in that situation. You can believe that. Believe that. It'd be third down and one, fourth down and one. Andy Reid is not about to get the ball to a running back. Absolutely not. Pat's going to have the ball. Every time. Joe Burrow is going to have the ball third and one, fourth and one. Every time. That's what smart coaches do. Sit up here talking about making an excuse, man. Notre Dame put the ball in the hands of the dude that they trusted the most, and that's the problem. You went and got a dude in the portal, paid him a million dollars, and in the biggest game, the running back was the guy you trusted. That's it. That's a problem. It makes sense. That's an absolute problem. And Hell, we in the in the game. We won the game against Duke, handing it to our best player. On a third, in a, in, a, in a situation where most teams wouldn't do that, Jared Parker and, knew Sam Hartman wasn't our go-to dude, player. It's crazy, Omar Austin. What wide receiver that ND realistically could have gotten this year that you guys won? It don't matter to me. It doesn't matter who they get. Stop overhyping who they get just because they come in and know the name. When somebody questions, evaluate, evaluate. When somebody gives a fair comment on Bo Collins, stop acting like they hating on Bo Collins and stop just overloving the dude because he's going to have a Notre Dame uniform on. It's a fair assessment to say he has not lived up to expectations with his size and speed, similar to Tobias Merriweather. That's a fair comment, period. Just because he's putting on a gold helmet doesn't mean anything to me. He has underachieved at Clemson. And we're fair. We give we give credit where credit due. We give credit to Jack Cohn because he did beyond expectation. 
that's still he's underachieved at Clemson. Riley Leonard has had one year of over 60% completion percentage. So when Malik says, dude, I don't know what you can do in the passing game. That's a fair assessment based upon what he's done. Does he have other intangibles? Has he carried a program like a Duke? Yes, but Duke is not Notre Dame. It's the same thing we said about Sam Hartman. Wake Forest is not Notre Dame. I have no clue. No one has a clue if this young man is ready for what he's about to step into. Is he more talented than Sam Hartman? Yes. Is his arm stronger than Sam Hartman? Yes. Does he have better legs than Sam Hartman? Yes. Has he shown the ability to galvanize others better than Sam Hartman? Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't guarantee a darn thing. As Reggie Brooks and Oscar McBride said on our show Saturday, being the quarterback in Notre Dame is a totally different beast. It's a totally different beast. Period. It just is. And there's really nothing else that can lay out that point. Malik played the position. He wore the crown at Notre Dame. He can tell you what it's like. The only thing that stopped him was injury, which joke, dude. That's why when people come at you, you know, someone in the chat earlier, Malik talks like he did all this and all that. No, I tell you what, he became a leader, galvanized the team, had men following him, and was a starter at Notre Dame and unseated every ghost and in doing so so what we're not about to sit here and act like he didn't put in work to get to where he was and because you don't agree with his point now you want to be dismissive of his accomplishment of actually becoming a starting quarterback in notre dame and actually having a notre dame degree now his opinion isn't valid because he got injured and wasn't able to play Man, miss me with that corny stuff, man. I, I do. That's the type of stuff that gets me angry, dude. I don't care, dude. We can disagree. You can have your opinion. But when you start start trying to throw little corny jabs and stuff, man, miss me with that. So don't tell us that we missing the point. No. We made the point last year when everybody was Google Gaga over Sam Hart. <laughs> Plus, I just think being in that position, you even if I didn't get the total opportunity, I've seen why and how it does or doesn't work. I've been able to be around when it works and to see the things that it takes for it to work and the talent it takes for it to work and what it takes for it to work and how it works. Even if I wasn't able to get a chance to show it, I know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about guys not having it, it shows. And even with the team, I think Notre Dame is a great equalizer because it's a balance. You don't, you don't get the sympathy of, oh, he's the best player. You got to do it all. No. You're good just like a – we had the best defensive player in the country this year. So – the spotlight is even. Now it's about talent. And can your talent overcome situation football, you know? So guys that you think, oh, yes, yeah, an easy transition is not because expectations 
change everything. You can have a great season. But now when people know what you got going on, you know, game playing against you, it just changes the format. So things that you rely on probably won't be there. How do you evolve your own game? And I know that communication and chemistry matter all the difference. If you're going in there uncomfortable, you're not able to have your talent shine. And if Riley Leonard is going there asking Sam, Steve, and Jelly what to do, it's just not a recipe for success when it matters. But once again, that goes back to coaching, left. Yeah. If we're not committed and all in on Riley. If you're going to commit to him, commit to him. But you know what that means? You got an off-season of developing a whole new offense, which is more work. Yeah. You just more can't work. go into the off-season and say, oh, you guys know the playbook. No. You got to yeah. put in some work as a coach. Coach. That's what you're getting paid to do. Coach. I have no problem with Riley Leonard being at Notre Dame. But let's stop acting like it, Riley Leonard is just this plug-and-play dude in any system. And all that's of a sudden, not that's not who he is. And it's unfair to him. I told people before the season, all this stuff that's being placed upon Sam Hartman's shoulders is unfair to him. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say it again. Do not place everything on the shoulders of Riley Leonard because it's unfair. Fair. Stop all that. Dude, if you play good, if Steve Angeli wins 11 games next year and plays well, he would be a Heisman candidate because yeah. he's a quarterback of Notre Dame. Notre Dame. It comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. Notre Dame would be fine with or without Riley Leonard with next year's schedule. Facts. Period. Especially if they go into the portal in the wide receiver room. But once again, if through their evaluation of their quarterbacks on the roster and Riley Leonard, if they came to a consensus in the, on the staff that this guy gives us the best chance to win a championship. Not be good. Fine. That's fine. But don't sit here and tell, stop running from the fact that eventually you're going to have to coach a first-time starter. Nothing changes in next year. If Riley Leonard leaves and goes to the NFL draft in 24, guess what you're going to have to do as a coaching staff? You're going to have to coach up a first-time starter with inexperience, with no experience in 2025. The task doesn't change. Either you choose to do it in 24 or you choose to do it in 25. You can't, you can't run from it. That's why we do is running from it. That's going to happen. Either way. If he's not winning a championship this year, I don't think you're developing. I just don't think you're developing. You're either all chips in, committed to a guy for one year, a system for one year, mm -hmm. and you stop lying to us about development because it's been two years and we haven't seen development. You can't have both. And I think it damages the program from a dysfunction level if you're backed up on talent and trust. Because it's a trust thing, too. You got a guy committing as the guy that's trying to be a starter is going into a game. It's no secret. He know he's getting paid. That's wild. 
You know, I mean, it's <laughs> so.